What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to talk about a conspiracy theory that has now been proven true. And no, I'm not talking about Kabobo. No, I'm talking about the dead internet theory. So I will give you guys some background on that theory, where it came from, and how now it's been proven true, and how DARPA has had their grubby little evil fingers at the center of this conspiracy. And I'm not actually surprised in the least bit. We are also going to talk about some fucked up numbers coming out of the UK for literal babies with myocarditis. I'll have a couple little side rants as per usual, but let's start with dead internet theory. The mainstream media has called dead internet theory just a crazy conspiracy theory. For as long as the theory has kind of been talked about in the conspiracy corners of the internet. We are going to start all the way back in 2004 with DARPA. At that point, DARPA had been working on a project called LifeLog, and it was nearly identical to Facebook. But in 2004, DARPA supposedly canceled their LifeLog project. Right about then, Facebook is created. Between 2004 and 2012, the NSA picked up DARPA's project under the quote, Total Information Awareness Project. According to Wikipedia, Total Information Awareness was a mass detection program by the United States Information Awareness Office. It operated under this title from February to May 2003 before being renamed terrorism <laughs> information awareness. Supposedly, Congress defunded the Information Awareness Office in late 2003 after media reports criticized the government for attempting to establish, quote, total information awareness over its citizens. Just because Congress defunded that specific project, that specific office, does not mean this bullshit went away. Not at all. Because if you look into it, you'll find other government agencies actually adopted some of its software with only superficial changes. TIA's core architecture continued development under the codename Basketball. <laughs> In 2012, the Smith-Munt Modernization Act gave the U.S. government full legal authority to use propaganda against its own people. Undoing rules put into place after Operation Mockingbird's discovery and the Church Committee. Between 2012 and 2016, ridiculously large amounts of money and contracts were given by DARPA and the NSA to Google, Facebook, Amazon, YouTube, etc. In 2018, leaked memos and videos dating back to 2016 basically kind of blew the lid off Google's quote, selfish ledger project. In these leaked videos, which a website called TheVerge.com actually broke in 2018, was a video made in late 2016 by Nick Foster, who at the time was the head of design at X, formerly Google X, and co-founder of the Near Future Laboratory. This fucking video, you guys, was shared only internally with Google, and it imagines a future of total data collection, where Google helps nudge users into alignment with their goals. Custom prints personalized devices to collect more data and even guides the behavior of entire populations to solve global problems 
supposedly like poverty and disease. Now, since we're dealing with megalomaniacs and DARPA, that's a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) They're just trying to shape motherfuckers to go in whatever direction the government is telling them to go. Apparently, this quote-unquote selfish ledger was going to be managed by Google and would interpret that information, the shit, the data they stole on you, and like I just said, guide you down a path towards reaching a goal or, on a broader scale, doing your part. In one example, the video describes how the ledger would ask you to create a life goal. It would then tell you what kind of activities to engage in to achieve that goal. For instance, if you want to lose weight, the ledger would see that you're shopping for food on your phone and direct you to buy a healthier option. The video even suggests that some of the recommendations would, quote, reflect Google's values as an organization to get you to reduce your carbon footprint. Hmm. In this nine-minute video, Google examines the possibilities of using big data to guide users into conforming to a predetermined agenda. While the video does take a, quote, for the common good slant by using thought control techniques to solve problems like poverty and global warming, the fucking actual fact of the matter is that the video is seriously discussing behavior modification on a massive global scale. And you guys may be wondering, like, what the fuck does this have to do with dead internet theory? But I promise you, just fucking sit tight. It all connects together. In 2016, Google then releases Neural Linguistic Machine Learning Programs and fucking floods the internet with it. In 2017, deep fakes start leaking on the internet and they were pretty good back in 2016. And now they're so much more difficult to even spot. In 2018, it was confirmed that for decades, Reddit, YouTube, all those fucking social media motherfuckers had fake vote and view counts. And it was just completely manipulated bullshit. Since it's basically come out the last few months that a big tech is completely infiltrated by intelligence agencies, you would think like the general population would fucking, I don't know, pay attention to that and maybe start trying to think for themselves. But no, (laughs) no, they don't. Even though these fucking intelligence agencies have a long history of treating us peasants like mice in a giant lab experiment. This whole Kabobo PSYOP setup, it was just basically to scare people and get people to comply. Maybe see how far they could actually be pushed before the general public said, get the fuck out of here, you you megalomaniac twats. And remember during Kabobo, all the celebrities coming out saying, get your shot, do it for grandma. It's the responsible thing to do. I fucking remember it. A lot of people kind of think the, you know, the celebrities coming in and pushing a ridiculous viewpoint is more than just a fucking paycheck or more than they're crazy Democrats and they think that we should lose our rights. Some people think it's part of the mind programming, social engineering by players well above them. The big tech spooks. They say it's an attempt to mass manipulate the public to manufacture consent. I'm old enough to remember the internet before all of the censorship got involved, before the fucking alphabet soup groups had their gross, greedy little hands on every part of the internet. Back in the day, it was decentralized. You could go into different chat rooms and literally talk about anything you want. There would be people there with different ideas. People might argue. People might be idiots. But still, you could find a wide variety of people and a wide variety of opinions. 
As time went on, big tech and the alphabet soup groups kind of centralized the internet more. It wasn't so spread out and wild, wild west style. As the internet became more centralized, it also became way more manipulated by big tech and the state intelligence agencies. This is about the time AI and bots come into play on the internet. Back in the day when bots were first kind of thrown out into the internet, they weren't hard to figure out. It was kind of like, oh, this fucking psychopath is definitely a bot. It's talking gibberish. But that was years ago, you guys. So you have to imagine how much more intelligence these bots have become. Before big tech, the intelligence agencies and the bots started running rampant on the internet, you could search shit even on Google. YouTube, and you would get great selections back. It wasn't censored. It wasn't trying to push you down a certain aisle of thinking that was big tech and big government approved. You could actually learn and search and find great information on the internet, even YouTube. YouTube, you used to be able to fucking see crazy conspiracy videos. You could see so much more. Now, when you try to search for quote unquote, conspiracy theory videos on YouTube, you'll find most of them have been wiped from the internet. A good example of that is from the Vegas shooting. And all of these people that were recording what was happening, their videos just fucking gone. So if it wasn't web archived back in the day, it's been fucking wiped from the internet, never to be seen again. I'm gonna add some pictures up on my Instagram page and my Vanished in the Valley sub on Reddit. I'll add pictures to show you guys what a bot farm actually looks like because 100% bot farms are here to stay. They are run by corporations and they are run by different governments across the world. And sometimes the corporations and the government's goals align, and sometimes they have nothing to do with each other. Kind of a complicated situation. Going back to the DARPA angle for a minute, if you go to their website, they have an article called Native Networks, and it's actually archived. In the first paragraph, it says, why do people accept and act on certain kinds of information while dismissing others? Why are some narrative themes successful at building support for terrorism? Yeah, terrorism, sure. What role can narratives play in causing and helping to treat PTSD? These questions deal with the role narratives play in human psychology and sociology, and their answers have strategic implications for defense missions. DARPA goes on to explain that they launched the Narrative Network Program to understand how these narratives influence human cognition and behavior, and apply those findings in international security contexts. Yeah, I'm sure that's the only place they're fucking applying this information. They say the program aims to address the factors that contribute to radicalization, violent social mobilization, insurgency, and terrorism among foreign populations. DARPA says that the narrative network has three parallel tracks of research and development. The first one is develop quantitative analytic tools to study narratives and their effects on human behavior in security contexts. Analyze the neurobiological impact of narratives on hormones, neurotransmitters, reward processing, and emotional cognition interaction. And lastly, develop models and simulations of narrative influence in social and environmental contexts. Develop sensors to determine their impact on individuals and groups and suggest doctrinal modifications. So they're literally fucking just laying it all out there. They've been studying this shit for years 
and they've been studying how to modify human behavior from just interactions on the internet. Now that you guys have all that information, let's get back to the dead internet theory. According to the bearers of truth, Wikipedia, the dead internet theory is an online conspiracy theory that asserts that the internet now consists almost entirely of bot activity and automatically generated content, marginalizing human activity. The date often given for this quote death is generally around 2016 or 17. Wikipedia goes on to say that the exact origins of the theory are difficult to pinpoint. Well, no, it, it really isn't. Let me pinpoint that for you, Wikipedia. The dead internet theory originated on some of the quote Chan websites like 4chan. Then it was posted on Agora Road forums in 2021 and that is when it received hundreds of thousands of views and the theory kind of took off. Like I said earlier, mainstream media either A won't talk about it or B will call it a crazy conspiracy theory. So the information is there, you just have to look for it and know how to look for it. But now I'm going to tell you about an interesting article that has proven this crazy conspiracy theory is absolutely real. According to the cybersecurity firm Imperva, they're stating it's been revealed a significant increase in automated and malicious web activity in 2022, with the proportion of human traffic falling to its lowest level in eight years. This company says that the so-called, quote, bad bots we're at their highest level since it started tracking the trend in 2013. Bot activity is expected to increase even further this year, the researchers claimed, due to the arrival of generative AI tools. This article goes on to say, quote, the bots evolved rapidly since 2013, but with the advent of generative artificial intelligence, the technology will evolve at an even greater, more concerning pace over the next 10 years. These researchers are saying nearly half of all internet traffic is bots. Not human, it's fucking bots. And these bots have different agendas. Like I was saying earlier, some of these bots are programmed by government agencies basically as a propaganda tool to make people believe a certain narrative. Some of these bots are programmed by corporations and it's like a marketing scheme. It's to get you to go spend money at their online store versus somebody else's. The researchers have also noted in this report the rise of bots used in warfare with a 145% spike in automated attacks targeting Ukrainian web applications in early 2022. Some of these bots are so good now and mimic human behavior so well that they're avoiding detection by security software. So not even software programmed to find these motherfuckers can find all of these motherfuckers. After looking into the dead internet theory and the bots used to push certain narratives, I started thinking about all these crazy motherfuckers on Twitter and different social media sites that were supposedly doctors or other types of healthcare workers who were pushing masking, lockdowns, and even this fucking death jab that had no research behind it. So I started searching, and I found an article by the San Francisco Standard. Now, this was written back in January 17th of 2023. It begins by saying Dr. Robert Honeyman lost their sister to COVID, and they wrote about it on Twitter and received dozens of condolences and over 4,000 retweets and 43,000 likes. 
Exactly one month later, on December 12th, Honeyman wrote that another tragedy had befallen their family. Sad to announce that my husband has entered a coma after being in the hospital with COVID. The doctor is unsure if he will come out. The tweet goes on to say, This year has been the toughest of my life, losing my sister to the virus. This is the first time in my life I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And of course, after this tweet, they got condolences, they got likes, they got retweets. The general public, the fucking general user of Twitter, never thought to like investigate this doctor, maybe, you know, I don't know, see where the fuck they work, or even do a reverse search. And if they would have, they would have found that it was a fucking stock photo. Anyone could find it on Google. So Dr. Robert Honeyman, he wasn't even fucking real. He was a bot. And even deeper, the pic used as Dr. Patrick C. Honeyman's avatar on Twitter was fake as well. He just had to do a reverse photo search on it. And apparently, Dr. Patrick C. Honeyman actually turned out to be an insurance professional in Wayne, Indiana, whose photo had been stolen. Oh, and I forgot to notate the funniest fucking part. This fucking fake ass doctor was transgender, a quote, doctor of sociology and feminist studies with a quote, keen interest in poetry, who used they, them pronouns, and <laughs> they just, people fucking ate it up without questioning any of it. And I've seen so many stories like this come out where either influencers were paid to push a COVID narrative or these accounts weren't even fucking real at all. They're bots. And you could find like 60 different profiles, with literally the exact same message. And a lot of these profiles would be posting 15, 20 times a day. And it was always the propaganda, mainstream media, COVID narrative. Now, it makes you wonder who could have been behind that? Who would have benefited from all that bullshit? And I think it's logical to come to the conclusion it was the government. And by the government, I mean these fucking spooks in big tech colluding with the U.S. government to herd the NPCs of the world, the sheep of the world, into the COVID corral. According to the San Francisco Standard article, these two fake doctor accounts, who are crazy cautious about COVID-19, were actually a part of a network of at least four fake accounts that touted their ties to the LGBT blah 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 community vocally advocated for mask wearing and social distancing, and dished out criticism to those they felt were not taking the pandemic seriously. Obviously, the Honeymans could not be reached for comment because they're not fucking real people. A guy named Joshua Gutterman Trannon was the one who actually uncovered and published the fact that these doctors were fucking fake. Apparently, Joshua one night saw Robert Honeyman's tweet about their husband being in a coma. Noticed people he followed also followed them and thought they might be a part of the LGBTQ academic community. But after 10 minutes of Googling, like that's it, you guys, 10 fucking minutes of just tiniest little bit of research, Joshua concluded that Robert Honeyman's photo was a stock image and their biography stretched boundaries of believability. An academic who left no traces on academic websites and had lost two family members to COVID in late 2022, despite masking and distancing. Twitter was infested with this kind of propaganda. And at the same time, Twitter executives were censoring Harvard and Stanford educated doctors that questioned the official narrative, all while allowing these bots to post propaganda day after day after day. 
This shit is all super fucking connected. And with research now showing that over half the internet traffic is bots, I would have to say that dead internet theory has been confirmed. As to who actually created these fake doctor profiles, no one has ever actually been able to trace these accounts back to the person, bot, government, whoever that created them. But it definitely has to make you stop and wonder who the fuck is following you on social media and who are you following on social media? That is probably a fucking bot. It's change of subject time. So now I'm going to tell you about an article that was published in The Telegraph. The article headline states, baby dies and nine more admitted to hospital in quote, unusual clusters of heart infections. And the World Health Organization is warning of a surge in severe myocarditis in South Wales and Southwest England. I mean, what could possibly be causing it? I have no clue. I don't know if the UK ever approved these fucking death jabs for babies, but they did approve it for pregnant women. And I think by proxy, the babies were vaccinated while the mothers were pregnant with them or after breastfeeding from a vaccinated mother. And you know, it's some fucking bad shit when the World Health Organization is even admitting the rise in severe myocarditis. A total of 15 babies, 10 in Wales, 5 in England, presented with the condition between June 2022 and March 2023. Apparently what they're saying is nine of these babies tested positive for an enterovirus, which is a common pathogen which can cause respiratory illness, hand, foot, and mouth disease, and viral meningitis. But nowhere in this article does it even question if these myocarditis infections in literal babies could be a side effect of their mothers being vaccinated. And now I gotta tell you a fucking absolutely astonishing story. So I've said it here before, I'm a bookkeeper for a grocery chain, and we have a pharmacy in our store. Well, Our head pharmacy tech had to go out because she has myocarditis. And yes, she's like fucking triple, quadruple boosted. So as I'm like at work, I'm talking to people and the subject of her not being at work comes up and I'm like, oh yeah, she's been diagnosed with myocarditis. Not one motherfucker at my work even knew what myocarditis was. They hadn't heard about it in the last fucking three years. They had no fucking clue. And when I said, well, you know, that's a side effect of the clot shot. They looked like fucking deer in the headlights. No thoughts, nothing going on in there. So it's just absolutely astonishing that in 2023, so many people are still fucking having their heads in the clouds and not paying attention to what is happening all around them. So this case, this girl, that is the first case of someone with myocarditis that I interacted with nearly on a daily basis. So I'm sure you guys out there probably know people with myocarditis. They probably just haven't talked about it or maybe you missed the fact that they're fucking almost half dead all the time. Who knows? But this shit is way more widespread than anybody even fucking realizes. The NPCs of the world in 2023 still have never heard about myocarditis. What the actual will Fuck. Since we're on the subject of babies, I saw this headline today nearly fucking spit my coffee out. Check this out. A doctor pulled a baby's head off during childbirth 
while the horrified father watched. What the actual fuck? How does something like that even happen? The family is saying a hospital in Brazil pressured them to sign a document to hide the incident. They also say that this baby girl was alive as she started to emerge from her mother. Like, what the actual shit is going on in Brazil? What the... (laughs) What? Apparently, during the birth, the doctor, who has not been named yet, reportedly called the girl's father to observe the procedure closely. The father, who was watching the birth of his baby, says that he even saw his daughter blinking and moving her mouth, which he said was proof the girl was alive and well. However, in a tragic turn of events... (laughs) I don't know if that adequately describes this, but whatever. According to the family's report to the police, the doctor climbed onto the mother's belly as she attempted to pull the girl out and ripped the child's head off. Now, apparently this fucking hospital contacted these people and they're like, oh, don't worry about the burial costs. We'll cover it as long as you sign an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement. Like what the actual fuck? I I don't know. I was just fucking floored when I saw that. And I thought it would horrify you guys as much as I was horrified today. Spreading the love, vanished in the valley style. Moving on to some horrifying Canadian news. Apparently, Canadian academics wrote a paper arguing in favor of euthanasia for poor people. Yeah, I didn't fucking stutter. You heard me right. Euthanization for poor people. Okay, Canada, what the fuck here? What, what's going on? Let me just tell you a little bit more about what these psychopaths wrote. A paper written by two bioethicists at the University of Toronto makes the case that euthanizing the poor should be socially acceptable. Kayla Wiebe and PhD candidate Amy Mullen, a philosophy professor, wrote in the Journal of Medical Ethics that, quote, to force people who are already in an unjust social circumstance to have to wait until those social circumstances improve or for the possibility of public charity but unreliably occurs when particularly distressing cases become public is unacceptable. A harm reduction approach acknowledges that the recommended solution is necessarily an imperfect one, a quote lesser evil between two or more than less ideal options. According to these fucked up crazy academics, the horror stories of Canadians seeking assisted suicide because they cannot get the social assistance they need are, quote, worst case scenarios. The bioethicists go on to say one way of responding to these cases is, quote, clearly then medical aid in dying, and that should be available to them. The psychopath goes on to say in an interview, we just don't think the fact that social conditions are contributing to make their lives intolerable means that they don't have the wherewithal to make that choice. People can make their own determination about whether their lives are worth living, and we should respect that. What kind of Justin Trudeau is a tool, clown world psychopathy are these two bitches talking about? And Canada is so far down the fucking clown world This shit probably has already happened there, and it just hasn't been publicized. I know some fucking crazy death doctor in Canada actually offered assisted suicide to an ex-soldier because it was taking a long time for this soldier to get assistance with a hydraulic lift 
for her and her wheelchair to get up to the second story in their house. Like, how the fuck do you go from, you know, bitching about, hey, why are these social services taking so long to, oh, uh, you think I should be assisted in dying? Like, what the fuck is happening up there? Obviously, I know not all Canadians are fucking crazy like those two psychopaths. Check out this news coming out of Canada. This just cements the fact that I know there's hella good people up there. The article states, Canadians tired of Trudeau as cross-country rallies call for his resignation. According to this article on getwokeup.com, the Canadian people are rising up against dictator Justin Trudeau and doing it in the most classic Canadian way by staging peaceful freedom-themed barbecue parking lot parties outside Canadian tire stores. I fucking love it. (laughs) See, this is what gives me hope for Canada. These motherfuckers. The late night gatherings are held on parking lots throughout the country and they're akin to the Ottawa Freedom Rally protests, which led to the dropping of most pandemic mandates in 2022. The goal of the current rally is the resignation of Justin Trudeau is a tool. One of the organizers said, quote, the rally started organically, but we've seen a lot of people be like, hey, what's going on? How can I do this in my town's Canadian tire? Although the automotive and home renovation superstore has not publicly approved the rallies, many supporters feel that the 100-year-old icon with locations across the country is silently nodding approval with the Freedom Fighters. Quote, Canadian tire has always Put Canadians first, says a woman named Ruth, who participated in an Oakville rally on Mother's Day weekend. She goes on to say there are no political party lines just to focus on supporting Canadians, both young and old, from all different backgrounds. Now, I'm sure fucking Justin Trudeau is a tool, is going to jump on this and call him misogynists and racists. You know, take your fucking pick. But... Justin Trudeau is a tool and he is a tool that needs to go. You fucking Canadians have our support here in America. We fucking see you. We know there's a lot of you fighting back from the psycho socialism slash communism, whatever the fuck is going on in the World Economic Forum controlled administration of Justin Trudeau is a tool. All right, you guys, now we're to the point in the podcast where I tell you what my ass is getting up to this weekend. So me and Garrett got an inflatable kayak and we actually received it last week. I put some pictures up on my Instagram page of this secret little lagoon that we went to and we just kind of practiced there. We didn't realize it was extremely important to put the fin on the bottom of the kayak. So we were just like paddling in circles for a few minutes. But anyway, we figured it out. This weekend, we are going to go to Lake Amador and get some fucking kayaking in. Super excited. I'll try not to fucking forget my phone and see if I can get some pictures of this place. I've never actually been to Lake Amador, but I hear it's fucking gorgeous. All right, you guys, that is about it for this week's episode. Before I get out of here, I have got to say what's up to our top three downloading states, which are Georgia, California, and New York. That's what's up, guys. Come over to my Reddit sub, which is r slash Vanish in the Valley, and hook me up with some rabbit holes to dive into. I'm always looking for that shit. Or you can email me at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com if you want to see any of the articles or papers I talk about. As far as our international peeps, we have the UK, Canada, Australia, and Ireland. That's what's up, you guys. Come say hi on the Instagram page. It is Vanished Athena. Leave a comment because, I don't know, I, everyone says it tells them I'm on silent mode, but I'm not on silent mode. So they, I think they just don't like to give me messages. But yeah, fun times, fun times. Mark Zuckerberg is a motherfucking lizard. All right, you guys, until next week, be aware. And don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.